0: That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning.
1: Welcome to BS Beyond Stereotypes, a podcast about lawyers using their authentic voices to change the world.
0: The interesting thing that people don't often don't think about is the positive stereotypes, because if you want to be cool, you... You walk like us. You talk like us. You wear your clothes like us. You listen to the music that black people right. play. You dance. sing like black people. You dance like us. you you know, and so there are all of those things too that that I talk with him about that say you know there are lots of people looking at you and thinking you're cool.
1: Welcome to BS Beyond Stereotypes. I'm your host, Merle Vaughn. Here's a BS with me today is Derek Boston, whose story I find fascinating and who will no doubt inspire all of you to embrace your authenticity. Derek is originally from Canada. He attended Harvard for both undergrad and law school, and he's currently the chief administrative officer and general counsel at Virgin Orbit. Thank you. For being with us here today, Derek
0: Hi, Merle. Uh, nice to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Really happy to be here uh, I'll do one clarification up front though I'm originally from Guyana in South America
1: um, ah. and grew
0: up there until I was nine yes and then then uh, my family moved to Canada. so I have oh, um- uh, three citizenships. <laughs>
1: Wow, do you, do you have three uh, passports as well?
0: Um, I have two. I don't have a Guyanese passport, but I could get one if I, if I uh, applied, yes. <laughs> so I
1: have well, a Canadian and a know, U.S. passport. Well, I don't know if you know this, but in, in our household, you're affectionately known as the most interesting man in the world, and, and you you are not letting me down. <laughs>
0: so,
1: that's, uh, that's- um,
0: to live up to.
1: Yeah, well, I don't mm-hmm. think so, but we're gonna find out here. Okay. So I, I have to get this question out of the way right now. Are you planning to take a trip into outer space? And is that even an option for you in your job description? Um,
0: so no, and unfortunately, no, it's not an option. So, and <laughs> and actually I'm glad you raised it. <laughs> because this is something that a question I get all the time. Um, And I get it because people are thinking of Virgin Galactic, which is our sister company, Um, and our business Virgin Orbit started in Virgin Galactic. So that's why I think everyone identifies us with that. But we spun out of that about three and a half years ago. And so Virgin Ah. Orbit is in the business of sending satellites into space. So we send payloads, not people, uh, whereas Virgin Galactic does human space flight. they will uh, take people up into suborbital space and then bring them back down. Whereas we send the payload and it doesn't come back down. It stays up there. Um, but, but I, I do get that question. And, and if I were Virgin Galactic, I would definitely be signing up. Um, Because it's be okay. great to go into space.
1: <laughs> great. So, and, and I was reading a little bit about some of the things that Virgin uh, Orbit has done, and you guys have a plane called Cosmic Girl. Can you tell us about Cosmic Girl?
0: Yeah. So, you know, when you think about launching satellites, you think about a rocket, and the typical thing that you think about when you think about a rocket is. Um, You know, it's on a launch pad on the ground, and you fire the engines, and it goes up into space. So that's not our system. Uh, We have a rocket that's launched from under the wing of 747 aircraft. And our aircraft, uh, which we bought from Virgin Atlantic, uh, was named when we got it. It was already named Cosmic Girl. We thought this was a real good (laughs) sign (laughs) for the future. Um, So Cosmic Girl is our aircraft. Yeah, and um, you may have seen pictures or videos online, but it is we have a rocket, a a 70-foot rocket that is hung underneath the left wing of the plane. The plane takes off like a regular 747 from an airport and flies up to about 35,000 feet. It does a pull-up maneuver that goes up to about 20 degrees or so, and in the midst of that maneuver, drops the rocket, peels away, and the rocket then uh lights its engines and goes on into space and in fact we had just uh on sunday this past sunday our last full flight rehearsal which was all systems all hardware all software ground support telemetry all teams involved uh in which we did everything uh, that we would expect to do on our first flight uh, and tested every single aspect of our system from the plane to the rocket to software and um, it was a fabulous success. It was really an exciting day. Um, and so we're now just weeks away from our first orbital flight, our test uh, flight. So we're we're very wow. excited that you've caught us at the right time.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome and that's amazing. I, timing is everything, <laughs> clearly. So you <laughs> exactly. don't sound like a lawyer, Derek. You sound like a, a scientist or uh, you know, a, a a guy who's you know a te- technology geek, or you know, are you all of those things? Or talk talk to me about Derek and 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 how you ended up in this unique position. I'll take it as a compliment. I don't know what a lawyer is supposed to sound <laughs> like,
0: but but I'll take it as a compliment that I did. Well, and that, that was, and,
1: and that was clearly a, a stereotype I just did there. So let's get beyond it.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and I think that what's really important when you're in-house is to learn the business, to know it and understand it, um, uh, not as a lawyer, but as a member of the, the business, the team in essence, um, because I think that makes you a better advisor as a lawyer. Um, and so I really put a lot of focus for myself and for my team, Uh, At getting to know the business and stopping and talking with engineers and understanding what's going on. And in fact, you know, I hadn't, I had not been in aerospace before I got to Virgin orbit. And the thing about engineers in aerospace is they love acronyms. They love coming up with, you know, (laughs) three letter this and four letter that, and then just using it in meetings. And so I Mm -hmm. spent the first four months or so sitting in meetings, just writing down these acronyms and then going out for, the, to the break area and grabbing one of the engineers saying, okay, what does this mean? What, is this? <laughs> what, what did I just hear um, right. in order to really understand the business and to then be able to talk about it. Um, and so I, I talk about with my team going into meetings and not just sitting there waiting for, you know, the legal topic to come up or somebody to say, oh, here's a legal question, but to participate broadly uh, to talk about what's going on and to have developed enough understanding to be able to do that. So, um, so, yeah, it's, it's not been, uh, just let's focus on 1 thing. And so I do think of myself as. Broader than being pigeonholed in any 1 area and, and able to talk about a lot of these different things.
1: So, in terms of stereotypes, um, what do you feel people you know, what What stereotypes do you feel that people make about you? Um, and why? And are they right or are they wrong? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Well, first you've got the label, as we were just talking about, of the lawyer. Um, and so there are times when I walk into a meeting and they say, well, why is legal here? You know, i gotten in trouble. It's uh, a problem. And part of it is, no, legal's here too. Participate just to, to, as part of the team, legal interested. Um, so that that's one stereotype. Um, I, I am black African American. And so, um, there are stereotypes that come, uh, with race as well, um, as we know. And so there, there are stereotypes that, uh, as to what you might know, or what you might be able to do, or what your role might be, um, when you walk into a meeting and, uh, that's a constant <laughs> that you have know right. i think i think those are two big ones in terms of stereotypes um, you know on my team uh, we have a small team there's six of us um, but we are very diverse so four of the six are women and four of the six are people of color um, and so we talk about that a lot we had an off-site and um, uh, earlier this year when people actually could get together and um, and we talked about stereotypes and and what it means and and how you face those stereotypes and and so we have women on the team who face stereotypes as women and and people of color from other um, uh, races who who uh, face stereotypes and and we talked about the differences and the concerns that that are raised there um, so that as a team too we deal with it and, and uh, to manage, um, manage through that.
1: You're actually being proactive and, and helping your team uh, basically support each other. I, I would imagine that part of that is helping them to have the courage to, to, to speak up for their teammates in those, in those situations. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And and we we spend time talking about that, that the, there is a role for the quote bystander, the person who's not engaged in the interaction, but who can see the impact that the interaction is having and um, and uh, that there is a role for that person to. um, Perhaps even deflect. Change the topic, change the subject um, so that and, and then address it later. Let's not have it become uh, you know a, a bigger impact in the moment. Um, and how you do that? How do you have that crucial conversation with someone and and it's not easy. Um, you know people get defensive, um, people misunderstand. Um, and um, you have to you have to find ways to work through that. And we've had some very difficult conversations <laughs> you know as you might imagine right um yep. with people and uh and you know it un- unfortunately there is only so much that you can do um if someone is is not willing to listen or not willing to hear um but at the same time that doesn't mean that i or anyone on my team is going to accept that particular stereotype being foisted on on you so we could be very firm and Very direct and courteous, but we're, we're not going to, we're not going to take BS. Let's put it that way. I like that. I'm going to
1: help, I'm going to help you with,
0: I'm going to help you with branding too.
1: (laughs) 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 So, 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 you know, it sounds like you, I mean, clearly, I know that, you know, you, I know you well enough to know that you have that are walking through the world uh, authentically and that that has worked for you like has it always worked for you you know or, or have you felt that it's been a struggle you know in 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 your in your professional life or your personal life
0: mm-hmm. um, you know I think that it has been easier once I got out of a law firm, <laughs> to be very honest. Okay. Um, we, we can go there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think law firms can be very, you know, are very structured. There's a lot of hierarchy. There's a lot of, um, you know, focus on the role that you're in and the position you're supposed to play. And I was lucky. I was in a, a law firm where there was less of that. But once you get out, you see that it is still within a, a category where there's less of that, where, where there's where there's less room um, to to be yourself, um, particularly if you're not in the mainstream. Um, and so it's been easier. I, I would say now where I am at, at Virgin Orbit, um, you know, one of the big things uh, that is a tenet of Richard Branson's view of doing business is bring your whole self to work um, and be yourself. Now, that's not always good for everybody. <laughs> Some parts right. of the you don't want to bring to work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but the, <laughs> but the general concept of you can be who you are and stay, state who you are and be authentic about it is, is a really big part of um, the virgin ethic. And um, without kind of doing a commercial for Virgin, um, it it has, it, it opens up space for you to, to do that. And probably in my career I saw what felt you did there. the most empowered to do that.
1: I saw what you did there. It opens up space. I like yes, that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, that's one of our mottos, opening space for everyone. Uh, and meaning it in all senses. It's not, you know, sending rockets up, but also doing it cheaply so that more people can do it. But also on the ground, opening space in our company uh, for people um, and for different types of people, uh, and and feeling that we're stronger when we do that, um, and and not having to justify it. Um, so, so yeah, no, I I think that I'm at a point now where I probably can be the most authentic um, that I have in in my career. Um, you know, and, and you get to a point too where you're just more comfortable with with what right. you what you're doing and how you're doing it, um, and so you know you kind of hit that sweet spot, um, and I think it's it that's the moment now for me, thankfully.
1: So so can you can you think of any illustrations, or stories, um, or a story that you can tell about a time when you know you just had to stick with what felt authentic to you, professionally, uh, and and kind of give us an idea of how that worked out.
0: But to answer your question then uh, about being authentic and and a, a moment, one of the things I do every year is I take MLK Day off. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a national holiday, but unfortunately, it's not one that is um, uh, often. Um, uh, acknowledged by businesses they can you know Mm -hmm. uh, many businesses remain open Um, in the last two years of virgin orbit it has been good because virgin orbit actually does take the day off Um, but i have been for many many years now even in other places um i I will take the day even though the business is open um and i make a point of saying i'm not available on that day Um, because i think that it's it's uh it's it's a marker of in, in honor of somebody important. And it's somebody who I, I think made a lot of strides for everybody in this country. Um, and uh, I, I think it ought to be celebrated. And so I hold to that. Uh, and thats uh, uh, I, I haven't usually gotten a lot of pushback, but I, it, sometimes it's, it's caused sort of uh, surprise um, Raised eyebrows. <laughs> I say, I'm not going to be here on Monday. <laughs> so, oh, why? Oh, it's MLK Day. Oh, really? But we're open. Yeah, okay. Um, So it's it's sometimes it's been that kind of uh, discussion.
1: Well, I, I have a similar story. When I was a young associate at a at a big law firm, um, and this was many moons ago. I aged myself. Um, we did not have MLK Day off either, and. It just rubbed me the wrong way, but I didn't have, you know, the sense of self in it that I have now, or that you have, where to just stay home. Um, But I felt like I had to do something. So, Mm -hmm. I actually brought in a cake and, Mm -hmm. and 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 I actually made everybody in the office celebrate MLK Day um uh, with me by bringing in this cake so you know i definitely uh understand that and you know you are in a position where you have the ability to do that you know at your level but you know a a a young associate or something doesn't necessarily have the ability to do that but i think what we've illustrated is that you can still stay true to yourself but but do it respectfully
0: Agreed. absolutely yeah you 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 do have to take account of the environment you're in um and 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 if the environment you're in is too restrictive too too constraining then you might have to think about whether that's the right environment at the end of the day too
1: right exactly um so do you you know what words of do you have words of encouragement or advice you know that you give to to others um, about embracing their authentic self about being themselves? I know you have young children. Um, does 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 that uh, that conversation come up uh, in raising your kids?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's an important part of it. Um, you know, it it's. And, and And we have the conversation from the beginning. It becomes more nuanced and more sophisticated as they get older, but it's definitely a conversation that you that we've had with them um, it's It's important, i think um, because it does a number of to to be authentic because it does a number of things it it does break stereotypes it does get you beyond stereotypes um, and and so and it it, it says I'm not going to be constrained. Um, it's not my baggage to carry. And so this is this is you have somebody in front of you. You need to recognize who that person is, um, and and not uh, and not try to diminish me or change me or put me in a box or what have you. Um, and so it becomes then, how do you do that? How do you do that in a way that is not more destructive, that is not destructive in any way, is not, and is constructive, um, and ultimately moves things forward. Um, and and I think it's, so you, so we talk about um, how you're true to yourself, what, what, what that means, how you, um, where you draw a line, and how you draw a line. You say, no, that's not, I'm not going to do that, or uh, that's not. I don't appreciate how that is being structured, um, and and here's why. Um, and I think it's possible to to be, um, you know, to 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 not uh, um, uh, have issues around that, to or, or to not end up, uh, you know, diminishing yourself. Because uh, it's got to start with you. You have to say, I'm going to draw a line here um, because maybe no one else is, uh, but I want, I want the line to be drawn here. Um, and then you, so you take and you practice where you're going to draw that line. And it's, and it's true. It's true. You know, the interesting thing is it's true for everyone, um, you know, it, because we all go through layers of uh, development and, growing up and you know dealing with peer pressure and and having to say no um and so you know we think about it in terms of uh you know being yourself and and protecting yourself as needed so my son's about to is learning to drive and you say you know okay now you have to know about getting in a car and focusing and being in the moment and being safe and not allowing other people to change any of that, uh, and not going into other people's cars where they may be drunk or um, uh, not in control. So you know that's a line, and that's a line of of self protection, but it's also a line of um, being yourself, being true to yourself, and and the more you exercise that that muscle, then the easier I, th- I think it becomes. And that's uh, another message that I, I give, which is yeah you. When you say no to somebody offering you a cigarette or no to getting into a car with somebody who's drunk and driving, that that makes it easier when you have to say no to somebody who's doing something uh, something in some other area of your
1: life. Right. Because you develop that muscle. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you, you know so, where it is and how to do it. So I would imagine and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the the fact that that um you guys are sending satellites into space, and and you know a lot can go right, a lot can go wrong, um, and you can't anticipate which way anything is going to go. That that there have there, there have to be uh, you know uh, a lot of stressful times and and situations and uncertainty. You know how how do you handle um, handle that that uncertainty, that stress. How do you stay calm? Because um, I know you're one of the calmest people I've ever met. So, um, <laughs> no. you know, how, how how do you do that, Derek? I think part of it is I am just a pretty
0: reserved person to start with. Um, so I I have a pretty calm demeanor to start. Um, but but the thing is too that um, you know I'll. Age myself, too. I've been around the block a few times. so um, I kind of so you kind of see a lot of things that have happened, the things that things have gone wrong, and you develop a, a sense of uh, confidence that you can get past it, that you know let's put our energy into figuring out how to solve this. Let's not put our energy into running around with our hair on fire, you know, and blaming others. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure out what went wrong. We'll get a solution in place, and we'll we'll move on. And um, you know, if you can bring that that view of it, that can help people focus in and avoid, you know, some of the the unproductive wastes of energy that sometimes happen in a in a crisis. Um, but one of the things we really do a lot of. Uh, specifically at Virgin Orbit is, you know, practicing, 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 practicing with our systems and also then, you know, trying to practice when things go wrong too. Um, So that you, you, when it happens, it hasn't happened for the 1st time it's happened in practice, you know, that you can get through it and you understand that that you understand what you have to do, what your role will be and you know that others have roles and they will support you. And so, um, you know, but it, it's hard. You, there are some people who, you know, will go into the self-defensive, you know, crouch, and you know, it wasn't my fault. That was somebody gave this, that person gave me this. And you've got to, you know, work hard to then pull that person out of that because it, it uh, keeps the team back from moving forward and, and getting to a productive outcome.
1: So you said a couple of things. You, you mentioned practice, 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 and you mentioned team. And I actually happen to know that you are a, a very accomplished athlete in a, in a few sports. And <laughs> so, so um, and I'll, I'll warn everybody, do not play golf with this man because you will lose. Um, no, but no. what role has, has, you know, sports or has sports, uh, played in, you know, how you have been able to, uh, to, to, to navigate, uh, through your professional life.
0: Uh, well, you give me way too much credit as a sportsman, <laughs> um, <laughs> way too much credit. Thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I actually have played more, um, individual sports than team sports. Um, I played volleyball in high school, so that, and that was probably the last team that I was on. Um, but you know I have looked at and uh, you know uh, read about a lot of sports related um, uh, you know works that that show how athletes get in the zone, stay in the zone, um, the focus that's required. Um, and kind of the sometimes that sort of Zen-like uh, um, attitude that you have to bring to it, uh, and so some of it is it does come from that. I, I wouldn't say a lot, though, because I, I like I said I'm not. I, I would I don't think of myself as you know a really um, strong athlete. I, I can hit a ball. <laughs> but I yeah, you I can hit they, a ball. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but so, so some of my lessons come from that, but not. I wouldn't say that that's been a, a driving force in how I've approached
1: things. I'm uh, black and I'm tall and 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 I am, you know, athletic. But and I used to get uh, that 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 was the one stereotype that I would get a lot. You know, did you play basketball? Um, you yeah. know, and. You know, it, it, it's fine to have that question if you know how to deal with it. But do you, have you gotten a lot of that in professional settings? Not a lot.
0: No, it crops up from time to time, in, in just the weirdest places. You know, um, you know, I, I I went to Harvard. I go back for alumni, and of like, "Oh, did you play sports here?" No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, um, but so it's. It, it, <laughs> I. <fight intramural. laughs> um, uh, you know the the funniest thing though, um, where it did crop up in my personal life was with my son when he was born, because I was there, you know in the in the um, delivery room, and so he's born, and we go we cut the umbilical cord, and the nurse and I go over to um, you know do the weigh in and all this sort of thing. That they do and check his lungs and all that. And um, she says to me, You know, what's his name? And I say, He's Derek Boston III. Uh, and she says to me, Wow, he sounds, that sounds like a great basketball player. <laughs> I can tell you, because I have the name Derek Boston, that <laughs> no one's ever said to me that my name, it sounds like a basketball player's name.
1: <laughs> That's funny yeah, so in terms
0: of stereotypes, that was it. And I I told him that story that within like five seconds of his breathing, he was stereotyped. Um,
1: <laughs> right. So you had to talk you have to you have to walk him through how to get beyond those stereotypes, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, and and it's it's you know, it's hard. He's in high school and he's thinking about. Uh, you know, peers and how they think of him and what have you. And, um, you know, the, the, the amazing thing, though, is that they're, they're both positive and they're negative stereotypes. Right. The, the right. positive stereotype, it, it's interesting because they're very, there are lots of negative stereotypes about black people. But the interesting thing that people don't often don't think about is the positive stereotypes, because if you want to be cool, you. You walk like us, you talk like us, you wear your clothes like us. You listen to the music that black people play. You sing like, black people, you dance like us. You, you know, and so there are all of those things too that that I talk with him about that say, you know, there are lots of people looking at you and thinking you're cool. Because just because of your, what you're doing, how you're walking, how you're moving um, and, you know, understand, too, that that can play into the influence that you have walking into a room um, and understand how you might use I that. love
1: that. I love that. And that, that kind of leads me to my next question is. You know, what role does diversity, inclusion, and equity play in how you walk through life?
0: It's what I see as the leading uh, contribution that I can make um, professionally, especially, um, where there, there, there are different dimensions to that. Um, so one is just being there and being in the room and being in the meeting um, and contributing. Um, but I think also it's then being in a role where I can have an impact uh, to uh, help others. Um, so within our company, we have <clears throat> certainly we have um, many black and brown uh, and people people and people of color in general. And um, I, I think many I've connected with many people um, to um, be a support or help uh, as. Uh, that might be needed, um, and I, I've tried to do that. I've, I've tried to also help with uh, the people we hire, uh, with the suppliers that we engage with, um, the law firms that we hire, um, to, to make sure that when we're working on uh, matters, there are attorneys of color who are getting the, the, this experience and engaging with us on our on our projects. Um, and. So no, that's that's absolutely and a very important part of how I I think about what I can do, in some small way as I as I walk through this place.
1: So I mean, this has been, this has been really fun. It's been fun for me. Hopefully, it's been fun for you. I, I I'm. Thank you. Yes. Wondering, I'm wondering, is there a, is, are there words of encouragement or, you know, like some. One example or or something that you'd like to end with to, to, to uh, share a story or something with our audience to encourage them to to uh, be authentic um, as they walk through this crazy world. I think that there is value
0: there's strength that comes from being yourself and being and 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 not wearing a mask, not the uh, Trying to be something else, um, because you will be your strongest, best self if you are yourself. You're not going to be your best self if you're trying to be somebody else, or trying to act like the way somebody else acts. Um, and the part of it too is you then hopefully have to have the confidence that um, when you do that, that you are going to you're you're going to get the benefit from it um and unfortunately sometimes it 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 isn't true and recognize that not everyone has space and freedom um and so it's finding those opportunities to be authentic and and using them when they arise um in in as productive a way as possible and recognizing that when you do that you're you're contributing you're doing a great uh you're you're adding to the energy in the universe and and you know it might not come back directly to you it'll come back to somebody else and i think that'll be helpful that'll be helpful in general so hopefully I'll, I'll, that's all in there
1: thank you Derek. i love that and i really want to thank you for for being here to bs with me today And I just want to say (laughs) thank thank you. you. Thank you to everyone for listening. Until the next episode, remember that everybody is different, and different is good. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now,
0: from the beginning.
1: We hope you enjoyed the stories shared in today's episode of BS, Beyond Stereotypes. Join us next time when another authentic personality unleashes their uniqueness on the world.